And that's why in a Forbes article, it was, they said 60% of leadership is burned out. That's why a majority of entrepreneurs are burned out because we're forcing all the time. And mm-hmm. instead of, if we just learn to step into the vibe and just take a, hey, even when you feel like you have to force something, just take a break for a second. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm in, and this is, this is you've seen this in athletes, when they talk about being in the zone, you've been in a flow state or an artist has been in a flow, or, or a, when someone's in the instrument and they're in the flow state, when you're in a flow state and you're in this space of this vibe, you get so much more done faster and it's at a high vibration. But what that means is that the quality of what you're going to produce is way better than what you're going to do that from a force. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. All right, be it listener. How are you doing? How are you really? I'm really excited about this interview. Actually, when I was reading about Victor and what he's doing, I was like, oh, this could be really great. And what I love so much about this episode is it was full of things that I was not even expecting us to talk about. And I hope that you take a listen. Maybe you listen to it a couple of times. Victor and I have the power of speed talking, I think. (laughs) So take a listen. But for those of you who are really struggling with getting out of your head and getting into your body, this episode is for you. If you are struggling with how do you act as the person that you want to be until you're the thing, until you're that thing already, this for you. There's some really great tips. And I know the word spiritual can get a little woo-woo for some people, but what I hope you understand is that there is science behind a lot of what Victor is talking about. And um, you can listen to Dr. Philippe Dion's episode for that information. You can listen to Sue Hitzman's episode as well. And you'll you'll just see that the body knows a lot. The body knows a lot. And the energy we put out into this world really does matter. And if you are needing evidence and proof of why that's so important, this episode is here for you. So Without further ado, well, actually, tiny ado, little ad, and then Victor Monzo. All right, loves, it's here. OPC Summer Camp. You know that thing we started last year? Well, we're doing it again this year, and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world, which means all day long you can nerd out with me at Camp Zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite Pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot. No, you can have the amazing food from your own home. You can be whatever clothes you want to be in, and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for. In fact, you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money. In fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got reformer. We've got some happy hip reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! All right, be it, babe. I've got Victor Monzo here, and I'm really excited because I read his story, and I was like, "Oh, I totally resonate with this. I really resonate with how his childhood was, where there's like not as much financial abundance around." And then I also loved and understood having a job, and then sort of like 
wanting to transition because you start to go down a path and you realize it's maybe not your own. And so Victor has an incredible story to share with us all. Will you please tell us who you are and what you're rocking at right now? Yeah. Um, so I used to be a, a former practicing pediatric chiropractor who now that I've transitioned over to uh, a spiritual business mindset coach, I put the spiritual side in because I do teach a lot of spiritual elements in what I do. Um, and business people, when you when I had the title business mindset coach, they're thinking, oh, cool, business principles are going to help me grow money. And I was like, uh, yes, I do that. But there's these things we got to focus on that will get to that point. And they'll be like, that's not the standard business coach I'm used to. So I was like, you know, I got to change this up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of went down, um, been been doing that for the last three years. And it's been um, something that's been awarding and fulfilling. And I'm forgetting the question. There was, there was a part to it. Go ahead, <laughs> rephrase it again. Yeah, no, um, just like uh, what you're doing right now. So now yeah. you're, so okay. you answered that. Um, yeah. And you were a chiropractor, a pediatric chiropractor. <laughs> That has to be a more complicated chiropractic work, I would imagine. Children are probably not as easy to adjust. I don't know. Maybe they're easier. As weird as it is, they're the easiest to adjust. Oh, you know, so you figure if they move around a lot, that's one thing. But like infants, they'll just lay there and they can get <laughs> and they're so easy to move and do what I need to do that. Like, because when I'm like, I have a mom, let's say it's a first firstborn that they have. It's their firstborn. So the moms are a little more nervous about it. And I'll show them how the adjustment goes and they just look at me and I'll be like, let's go ahead and do the work and I'll make the adjustment. And I'll be like, okay, we're done 30 seconds later, 40 seconds later. And they're going, that's it. That's that's all. Like you're not, (laughs) no, that's good. I mean, I'm gonna do some extra work, but I just want to let you know the main part of this adjustment's done. And they're just like, that looked like you didn't do anything. I'm like, I know because they don't need much work. It's just little stuff here and there that we're doing to shift to change their neurology. That's so interesting. So the, the, like the, the takeaway I'm getting from that is like adults with their like preconceptions, fears, whatever their mindset is, is keeping them from being an easier adjustment. <laughs> Child, that, all that, be a little bit more like babies. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing. And then you have the other thing where like, we're also, as I always, there's a phrase in chiropractic, it does come off a little harsh, but it's like, um, rather, what is it? Uh, I'd rather work with, you know, or, or I'm forgetting it now, but it's basically we're managing things as adults, whether as children, we're actually addressing and clearing things. Mm-hmm. So when we become adults, we can't turn things around, but what we can do is just manage where you are and then try to make the best of where you are at that moment. That's so interesting. And it makes, um, it makes a lot of sense because the way they, way children take in the world versus the way we are like, we think we already know it already. So we have all these preconceived notions to like what is happening and like why it's happening. And we're not exactly like taking in the information that's happening. So cool. So, okay. You, I, I love my chiropractor. He works a lot. So imagine I, you know, you probably were working a ton. How, how did you transition into spiritual, um, business mindset coach? And then can we talk about more about what the spiritual part of that is? Because I love that you address like when you didn't have that, people are like, okay, give me strategies. And as a business coach, sometimes it's like all the strategy in the world is there. But if their mindset isn't in it, it's like, it doesn't even matter. I'm talking to like, it's just gonna be overwhelming. So what was your transition like? And then what's the spiritual part that you add in? Yeah, the transition was I got to a point in my career, I have one of the largest uh, patient volume uh, for pediatrics in Illinois. And it was one of those things where I was starting to get to a point where I was looking at my my impact that I was doing for the world, not just my community, but for the world. And it was small. It wasn't mm-hmm. the level I want. And it's not an ego thing. I try to clarify that very quickly. It's like it wasn't that, oh, I want to be this. I don't, I don't care about number one. I don't care about an award. I don't that, that that does not drive what I do. 
I have just a big vision in life of influencing and helping as many possible people as I possibly humanely can. And I was like, you know, I, I was looking at some things in entrepreneurship that the advice is just not great. And I mean, I listened to it and it got me to be successful in five years. But at the same token, I was burned out, exhausted, fatigued, and I love what I do. And yet I'm exhausted. It didn't make sense. And then it came a point where I started to uh, address things and be like, you know what? There's spiritual truths that I've learned uh, when I was there going through chiropractic school. It wasn't through the school, but I was doing energy medicine and learning different energy medicine uh, techniques and learning spirituality. I became a Reiki master and trainer. There was all that background to where I was like, you know what, if I'm really the creator of my life, I should be able to choose my path of success and be able to uh, go down that path. I should be able to declare and define what it is and why I want it like this, and then be able to actualize that into my life. And uh, that's what, you know, then I saw, I'm like, you know what, the only way I can, I can have a bigger reach is if I do coaching. Mm. And that's kind of what led me into it. And I started doing it just on the side. I was, and for the last three years, I was just here and there helping, you know, did some group coaching, did some, then I shifted over to one-on-one for a little bit. Um, and it felt great because it was like, wow, my reach is getting much bigger now, instead of just this volume I have here, because I have half my clients are chiropractors. I'm like, I'm serving all this plus this and this, and I'm like, this is so fulfilling. So that was the, the transition. And eventually I made a full transition this year, uh, January where my wife and I, we moved from Illinois to Tennessee. And then it was like, that was our, that was my point to make that transition to go full-time in the coaching. Um, oh, I love this, that you use like a geographic change because instead of like, like what a daring moment, cause you could have done the safe thing. Like you have so many testimonials you have of tried and true business practice that you could probably just set up and like start over again. But instead you're like, nope, cutting the ties and just going all in on this. Yeah, it was basically, you know, and it's one of those things where, you know, I, I'm very, you know, I love my practice. Like I go back when I go back home and visit, I always drive by it just to look cause it, it, it's not a chiropractic office anymore. And I'm always like, man, the memory's there. Um, but yeah, it was it was one of those things where we kind of ripped the Band-Aid, um, made a choice to move and uh, um, start a whole new journey, a whole new life for so many different reasons. And uh, we wish we did it sooner. Um, you know, I still miss practicing. That's something that people sometimes ask. I do. I do miss. I go to my chiropractor and I'm just always like, I'll see kids in the office. I'm like, oh, I miss that. I miss just having fun with the kids. And, you know, they're just such a bunch. Like, when I shifted the focus on pediatrics, it was the blast for me because I'm like, this is great. I can be a big kid. I don't get looked at weird. Don't get don't get judged. And they just have more fun with me the more I'm a kid. So I was like, this is a this is great. I just go to have fun. I go to an office to play all day. And that's that was my life. Um, but yeah, but then, you know, it's looking at then the other side of it to, uh, you know, the spiritual side is is critical. Everything I do has to be spiritual. And that's that's, that's my personal and business. And mm-hmm. so it's taking spiritual truths and spiritual elements. And when we really think of the word spiritual, right, it, 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 everyone has their own really definition. You can go Google what the definition may be, but that's not your definition of what spirituality means. To me, it's every element of life because you're a soul having a human being experience. And in that human being experience, everything you do benefits your soul. So at the end of the day, it's all spiritual. But how do we unleash that that yearning of what it is you came here for an experience? I may get a little deeper on the spiritual side. If I do, just let me know. Um, but it's what we came here to gain some sort of an experience and how do you create fulfillment? How do we create a soul filled life? And that's where we look, you look at things that are more beyond the physical. What are things you can take with you when you leave this world? doesn't I matter how much this. money. Yeah, right? So sorry. I'm interrupting no, you no, because I, my, my, like what comes to my, it's like you, like what experience are we here to have? Like, what a great question to ask yourself. I think people get caught up on like, what is my purpose? <laughs> 
And for and I, I I'm just like when we co- I coach other people like I don't know what my why is I don't know what my purpose is and I think like even going to the question like what is the experience I want to have here can kind of help like start that journey that 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 because it's like that allows you to really understand like do I want to have an, a horrible experience where I'm like mad at all my neighbors and mad at all these things do I, <laughs> you know what I mean like it allows you to kind of like choose your own adventure. No, totally. And then there's there's a there's a there is a little trap there though, right? Because here's the thing. I wrote this in my third book. I talk a lot about the conditioning of the mind. And this happened to me because in five years I hit my financial peak. I was following what all the chiropractors told me what successful chiropractor looks like, feels like, walks like, all that. And I was like, okay, great. I'm doing it. I'm living it. I'm being that. But and that's what I wanted. That's what I said I wanted. I, you know, I've done all the work. I've done, I've worked with things like Lifebook, where you write out and pictures of all your life, visualizations, vision boards, you name it. And, but then it really hit like, wow, I, I thought I knew what I wanted, but I was just conditioned. Here's what I really mm. want. Here's the life I really want to lead. Here's what really matters to me. And it was interesting to do that. And I started doing business coaching. It was interesting to see that because when I ask an entrepreneur, what do you want? It's always funny because I'm listening when I, I'm, I'm listening to the, their energy. I'm listening to, or I'm listening to the tone of their voice, their body. If I have, if I can see them, their body language. And then I'm listening, I'm feeling the energy. I'm very into. I'm very. I'm an empath. So I could feel things, and I'll just be like, "That's not you." Like, is that what you really want? Like, that really excites you? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, "Well, yeah, you know what?" And they start to stutter or something. I'm like, "Yeah, no, you're 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 in your head." I was like, "What? Let me let you know." And all of a sudden, when they start speaking, and I'm like, "That's what you really want." I could feel it. And they're like, "Can you tell the difference?" And they're like, "Yeah, I can." And it's like this is where the spiritual side comes in. Well, it's somewhat spiritual. It's just being aware of your body, because that's the thing where. A lot of things I teach and share is all about getting out of your head because yeah. we're just too much in our head in today's world. Yeah. Like so too much, but good. So how, so, okay. A couple things. Um, cause I, I do understand that I've seen that before. It's like, oh, I want more clients. Why do you want more clients? Uh, cause, uh, you know, and it's like, why do you want to do that? So how are you getting people to go from like, is it like they, there's a surface story that they like are, are conditioned to want to have that we're all conditioned. Like these are the things we want. We want to have a house, want to have the things, whatever. And like, is there another action or journaling or is there another thing they can do to like get to the real thing they really want? Like, how do you get from the surface level thing to the thing that they're afraid to actually share? You ever been around a four-year-old? Yes, they are amazing. They tell you everything. <laughs> what, there's a word that they use all the time. If it's around four or five, they start doing it. And that word is why, right? If you ever ask, hey, you know, I remember my, my, my niece is at this stage right now. Hey, blah, blah, blah. Why, Uncle Victor? Uh, oh, because blah, blah, blah. Why, Uncle Victor? Do you, is that the only thing you know how to ask? But why? I want to know why. Why is that? And I'm like, I love that. This is when you, and the reason why that works so wonderfully is because let's say I want to have a big house. Okay. Why is that important? Well, because um, it should be nice because I want to have a big house. I want to have more room. Okay. But why is that important? Well, because, you know, more room means I could have more things to do. Okay. But why is that important then? And you see, you keep asking why, and you're going to hit dead ends. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be stuttering like, oh, why do I want that? You know, but like there's a difference where it's like, I want to have a big house. Well, Vic, why do you want to have a big house? Because the bigger house I have, the bigger kitchen I can have, the more cooking I can do, the more family I can come over, create more experiences in my family so that we can enjoy more. And for my family, I, they can come and this can be like a vacation for them and we can I can enjoy and create experiences with them. And that's the meaning why I want a big house. Not to show off or show any. I don't care about the size. I just care about having what it is to be able to fulfill that. Yeah, and so what you're saying is not like, just because the first thing you say, you end up stuttering at the why. That's okay. Just get to the root of it because it's okay to want the big house if the big house has a purpose for the life that you want to have versus like 
this is everyone has a big house, so I have to big house. <laughs> exactly. Or or it can be it, it can even be your ego. Like, I just want to have a big house because of a status purpose. That's fine. I mean, it's not deep. But th- if that's what matters to you, it's like I was talking to someone. I remember years ago, uh, one of my uh, my sister-in-law's boyfriend was like us meeting him for the first time. And he was like, um, he, he pulls up to the office. And they come in and he's like, hey, wh- where's your where's your Benz? I'm like, Benz. He's like, you know, BMW. I'm like, I know what you're asking for. I mean, not BMW, Mercedes. And I was like, uh, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you're a doctor. Usually you have one of those things. I was like, no, I'm not into those things. He's like, you don't like luxury cars? I said, I have nothing against luxury cars. I'm just not that type of guy. I'm, I'm different. I go, but I'll, I'll, go have, uh, I'll go have a very expensive pickup truck that's all souped up. Why? Because I like pickup trucks. I like things that are fast. It's just cool for me. Uh, it's fun to have a car. I don't speed or anything, but it's just cool. Every once in a while, I like to have the feeling to go out on the expressway and I can punch it and it can really take off. I'm like, that's just a joy thing. It's a, but that's, but that's other than that in my life, it's just, that's a cool and a fun little toy, but it's, you know, but that's again, what matters to me and what's important to me. Other than that, I can care what the heck I drive. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I, I love this because it's not about like not wanting the souped up truck or the Benz. It's just knowing the the reason why behind it that so you can actually have that as your North star versus the actual the actual physical thing. It's even great to ask people like when it comes to how much money you want to make. When you work with a client or I'm working with a client and it comes to uh, what do you want to grow in the next year? And they'll say, oh, I want to I want to double. OK, why? It, it, it's, it's the simplest thing. You can just you can do that all day long and they'll give you reasons. But if you keep asking the why, there comes a point where you're just like you'll even the person asking you, it's, it's just like, that sounds good, man. I like that. That's deep. Man, I feel energized from that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm looking for. I want to feel energized from them telling me why they want it because then i know that they're they're really propelling their true energy and just like anything we gravitate to people who have a really good energy mm-hmm. you go to anyone that's a real good speaker you've been around and you could just be in their presence or you listen to them speak and you're just like i just love being around this person or it's just someone in your life that just has good energy you just you just gravitate to them yeah. and that there's a feeling that comes from that and that's the feeling that i'm looking for to make sure I'm like, okay, yeah, we're there. You're now projecting what you really are. We're connecting soul to soul. I can feel it. Now we're good. Yeah. So, okay. So the so the people who are listening, they're like, okay, I actually know I'm very clear on why I want things. And I've got that spiritual side. When it comes to the spiritual side, helping us with the things that we want to do that are a little bit more strategy in our business, like how, like how have you seen that happen? What's, what's the, um, it's the tipping point or like, what's the benefit? Is it, do you see people who don't have the spiritual side, like having as much success as people who do? What, what are you seeing in your business? You know, for what I, you know, for me, uh, you have to have some sort of connection, you know, cause spiritually, like just think about spiritually. Like, so like the law of focus, right? Where you, whatever you put your mind or attention to energy flows to wherever energy flows to manifestation is going to grow. And so, you know, these are, you know, from, a, from, from spiritual truths or spiritual elements of the wisdom that's been shared for so long, you know, it, it's knowing that, okay, wherever I put my energy, my, my source energy or your soul energy or whatever you want to label that as, right. You can call it focus if you want, for those who like the debt word, um, wherever you're giving that to is going to give life to. Mm-hmm. And so it's looking at, so when I share this with people, this is one of the stuff I start to work on when it comes to like visualization and visions, right? You have to have a vision. Does everyone, anyone that works with me always has to go through this work of creating your own vision. Um, and I have a whole tier system into it, you know, your whole life and then multiple areas of your life. And then from there, um, then we, we look at, 
tapping into visualization and how to um, utilize raising your vibe. This is where I use law of vibration and law of attraction comes in. Then we get the law of manifestation eventually. Um, but these are all principles I'll pull in to um, utilize to start to align with spiritual truth to create fulfillment for you. Coming back to that definition of spirituality again, to me, it's fulfillment. You know, mm. you know, and so that's where I'm looking at things at the end of the day. So when I when I think of fulfillment, then it's like, how are you being fulfilled in life? Right. How what are the things that are going to give you that? What are the things you're going to get from this that you can take with you when you leave? Is that something you're like asking yourself regularly? Like, how how, how am I fulfilled today? How does I feel like are you asking this or just like you no. can tell? So a lot of things I teach is feelings. You mm -hmm. have to tap into your vibe. Mm -hmm. You have to get connected back to your body. Too many times we, because if we, even if you ask a question, I used to do a lot of introspection with questions and so forth. I've gotten so far away from that now because really, because of understanding the mind more from a conditioning standpoint, how do I know they're really saying the truth? How can I get down to the truth and the root of it? Mm -hmm. I can go from a mind perspective with tons of questions till eventually we may get there or just go to feelings because that's, that's how you connect anyhow. And when you're in alignment, when you're in a, either a soul alignment or just aligned to your vision and aligned to your purpose of what it is that you want to achieve, your emotions and vibe will be higher. You'll feel better. You have more energy. You're going to you're going to be excited. You're going to have there's all this positive vibes that come through. Yeah. And then the key is what I teach a lot of my clients is you got to know bringing that into the body. Where does it show up? How does it show up for you? Like for myself, it always hits my stomach. That's just I'll get this like a glow or. Uh, sometimes it feels like butter butterflies in my stomach, or sometimes it's a visualization where I'll actually feel like a, 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 a like a ball of light glowing orange like color mm -hmm. in there, and I'll just be like, okay, I'm, I'm in alignment. I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling really. I'm, my my energy's up. And then what you do is you got to get your brain involved because your brain wants to take over when things are. You're trying to figure things out when fear kicks in or whatever. Your brain is left brain specifically is going to overtake because it wants to control the situation as much as possible. But what you do is you say, hey, brain, got this. How about this? Every time I feel this, this means that. Just keep reminding me that. Mm -hmm. And now you're allowing the ego to come in and work with you. This is leveraging your mind now so that it can be your compass to know, hey, I'm in alignment that maybe this, this idea that I'm feeling like I need to take while I'm getting that feeling, it's aligned. Or may it's this or that or whatever. I can go down a whole, whole yeah. path of that. But I love this. I totally love this because I feel like I feel like I'm pretty good at like Oh, I'm feeling really anxious right now. I'm feeling really good right now. I'm feeling really energized right now. And you're correct. Like when I am in alignment, it's like I every, even bad news. It's like, oh, that's gonna be okay because it's coming up tomorrow. Like you just kind of are like, it's not like you're like ignoring it or like aloof, but it is, it's almost like there's like a barrier that can't take the the, the negative stuff isn't like affecting you to, in a reactive way. However, I feel like I know a lot of people who actually are so disconnected that they're like, okay, guys, I want to go off my feelings, but I don't actually know how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> so how do we get people who are like, like they're in their head so much, they're not in their body and they're not feel, they don't have that awareness of how they're feeling. Do you know what I mean? Like they don't have the vocabulary oh, yeah. yet. Yeah. The easiest thing is this. We've all had a good moment in life that we got happy or got excited, or we have brought joy to us. Right. And like, I just became a dad six weeks ago. So for me, visualizing my daughter in my arms is the easiest thing to get to that vibe. Mm -hmm. But we've all had a moment. Maybe you played sports and you it was last minute or you you made the winning goal or play, you know hit the home run or whatever sport it may be or it can have been playing an instrument and you're in the zone and that feeling you got. We've all had that experience in some way shape or form. You just use that to create it. 
Because even like when it comes to like money, for example, and some people are like, well, yeah, I think about, I think I, I know that I can create or I can, I can manifest this in my life. But there's always this feeling inside me that just, it's, a, it's I just don't know. It's, I, I just don't get excited. I just can't get there. Well, then don't focus on that. Just focus on an event in your life that would brought, brought happiness and joy to you. Because what that's all we're trying to focus on is the vibe. That's mm-hmm. what we're trying to get to. And then once we you you get the vibe up there, that's all you. That's your that's your job is just to make sure your vibration stays at a high high vibration, and that's having good high emotions. You know you're and you'll feel it. Like I, it, it's this is where I'm trying to learn better how to use words to it because it's something that you can't like you put a label on it, you're dismissing the power of it. Yeah. And so it's like so it's one of those things where I'm like I can kind of explain it in a very you know certain way, but it's still not that. Like I have a client, great example. Five months in, he we get on a coaching call and he goes, Doc, he's like, I feel like I'm waking up. And I was like, you mean just today or where are we at with this? He's like, no, I feel like I've been living in a dream. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe like this is crazy. I This may sound crazy. I'm like, nope, doesn't sound crazy to me. Been there many times. I know what you're talking about. And he, then we walked, we were talking, explaining it. And it was just like a whole different realm. And he goes, I finally get what you mean by feeling. I finally get what you mean at this point. And it's just like, he goes, the power of that is so powerful. I'm going, it's a lot easier life when you just do that compared to trying to figure things out. And so, but that's what I would recommend is like, you just tap into something that you had that is a positive vibe in some way, shape or form, joy, bliss, happiness. Um, And that, that's all that's, that's the feeling. And you just got to get used to having that. Yeah. I think that's like, I totally understand. Like the words that what you use to label things can dismiss their power, but often that's all we have is words <laughs> um so I, I i think for a lot of people what you can't label is also really hard to be aware of um so i i think there's like a, an interesting balance there i guess like there's because so many of the people who listen to this are perfectionist overachievers right like they're rec- the word recovery is trying to be in there that's what i think i am recovering perfectionist overachiever and so they're they're somebody who is going to co- totally do this and they're going to get a little bit stuck because they're going to get a little heady about it. So is there an order in which they need to think about how <laughs> to approach getting more spiritual and getting in touch with their feelings um, so that they can, you know, have a little bit of a roadmap because that's they're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, totally. The easiest way to do it is this. You, first, as I said, I always start with my clients with a vision, have a vision of your life. And you can do this in many ways. You can do the whole eulogy thing. If you were going to pass away, what did you want someone to say about you? Are you living your life to what that person would be saying? Um, but it could be the vision of what you want to, how you see yourself. And a vision could go five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 30, 40. It doesn't matter. You, it, you can do all of them if you want. But having, you know, starting with the vision. And then what you do with that vision. Okay, so you got to get it in your head. You got to see it in some way. Play it like it's a movie. You know, imagine you're seeing a movie in your head that you are creating and just get imaginative be a kid again right because mm-hmm. kids are masters of being ima- being imaginative and everything uh, i could tell i mean i've learned that just from adjusting them it's crazy what they come up with and they'll tell me dr Vic, you do this because or dr Vic, my brain's broken today oh your brain's broken today what's going on i don't know it's just not working well oh why and then i just love it and then obviously i make an adjustment they go yep my gear is working more and i'm just like i love that they're just being creative uh but long story short it, it's number one the vision Number two, then, right? So we get the vision, get, you know, and then there's the excitement about it. Make it feel that it is going to happen, right? When we're perfectionists, I used to be one myself. Um, you know, hey, we have to control so much. 
And the freedom of what you're seeking is actually letting go of that control and trusting. When we try to control, you know, for me, at least it was when I was trying to control a lot, um, I didn't have trust in the process. I didn't have faith in myself to know that it's all going to work out. I needed to make sure I was on top of everything. And then the last half of my, my practice, I did the opposite of that. So having a vision is going to be the, the first thing in, a vi- you know, visualizing with it, but get those emotions, you know, I think I'm, I hope I'm trying to get answering this question. Yep. Um, because then it's the emotional side is again. Now, if you can't bring the emotions to the table before you visualize, go anchor. And that's what I'm, I was sharing earlier yeah. is you're anchoring into an old experience that is going to make you feel great. It gets you excited. And then go pretend that that's going to happen, that, that whatever you're visualizing, pretend in your mind that's going to happen. Because here's the thing. There is science to back this up. What I'm sharing with you is not just something out there. Whatever you see in your mind, however you project, whatever you see in your mind's eye or your imagination, and whatever you see with your physical eyes, your brain cannot tell the difference between either. Yeah. It doesn't know which one's real. So why not be creative and imaginative? This is what billionaires do. Use your imagination, use vision to false create a reality to make your nervous system and your body think that's real. Yeah, no, I, we had um, Dr. Philippe Dion on here and he was talking about how like your eyes and ears only see what your brain is looking for. So if you tell your brain, this is how it's happening. Your eyes and ears are going to literally have this nice little confirmation bias out there looking for evidence that it's already happening because that's what they're seeing. Yeah. I mean, it's your reticular activating system. It's called IRS and mm-hmm. it's, that's what it does. And you program it too, which is actually very cool. So like you were saying, if you see it in a certain way, if you value that in a specific way, then that is going to be all that you're going to see. And anything else that you don't value, it will not reach your consciousness. It will literally filter that stuff out. Mm-hmm. So that way you do not see it. So this is why you can have 10 people line up for an event and you get 10 different stories. It's not because they saw something different. It's just because what their values were, they only saw what they valued. Yeah. And so then they share that story from them. Yeah. But that that's the side of that. And then it's just, you know, the feeling side, you know, this is where when we can step into the state of more joy, that's our natural state as a soul. So that's in, in a state of being in alignment. And the more you practice this, the more it becomes easier to manifest the things that you desire in your life. So. I always say visions first thing, you know, visualize second and get into bringing those positive or higher vibe emotions. Uh, and then the fourth thing that you can do is just feel where it shows up. You may not know in the beginning, this is your first time doing this. It's okay. Don't try to think you have to have this nailed down. I'm very sensitive and it took me a while to master this, even though I'm very, I was already sensitive. I had people, friends of mine who were, when I was doing energy healing, they, we would do a, an exercise where they'll think of a number between one and 10 and I would have to feel what that number was and then say it and i would get it wrong and she's like you're in your head i can feel you're in your head she's like you already know the number and you're second guessing yourself and i was like oh i did because i thought it was this i felt it and then i went with something else and then it got to a point where um all of a sudden i was like 20 for 20 and i was just like this is cool how i can just feel what the number is and she's like yeah you just have to this is what you need to do in life and this is going to help guide you in healing what's going to guide you in all those things but it took me a while to do that this is like a whole new skill. It's a, even though we were naturally inclined to doing this already, it's just we've been conditioned over the years to get away from our internal aspects of things and focus externally on everything with health, health, happiness, and all those kind of things. 100%. I love this so much. Y'all, you just got like a nice little roadmap to be it till you see it. You vision, vision first, then visualize it happening, and then, and then get to that feeling of it. And it's, you'll start to see all the things that you've been wanting to be happening now. You don't have to like wait for it. 
You don't. And then the other thing too, is you don't have to figure things out anymore. Like I talk a lot about effortless action that leads to effortless success. And there's a law called the law of inspired action. And I always say, if you truly understand the law of inspired action, you'll never have to figure out anything ever again in your life. Like literally you won't. Because when you step into the right vibe, law of vibration states, whatever you, you can only experience in the physical world, whatever you are vibrating at. Mm. But at the same token, why you focus on vibe is because Let's say I want to be a millionaire, but I only make $50,000 a year, but I want to make a million dollars a year. But what if I do is if I focus my vibe on being getting to that level of being a millionaire, I may not have it in my bank account yet. That's okay. What's going to happen is you're going to attract ideas, people, circumstances, and situations to help you along the way to get to that point. And they'll come to you. And I'm living proof of it. I have clients that are living proof of it. My books are living proof of it. Um, because all my books that I've written have never been something that was like, ooh, my first book, I want it to be like this because of X, Y, Z. And then my second, I mean, I have a goal of writing 30 books in my life just because I want to share as much as I possibly can. And it's one of those things where I don't even know where my number four book's going to come. Right. I have no clue whatsoever. Okay. But I know it will come to me when the time's right. Okay, there's amazingness. So I do I do agree. And I, you just said it really quickly. And I want to make sure you really can only experience what you're putting out there. If you are an angry frustrated person, you're only going to experience angry, frustrating things. Like you cannot, you're not like, you're not going to be able to see, like, there's a beautiful rainbow. You're going to be like, uh, look at the clouds covering the rainbow. Like you're not going to have the good times. You said the law of inspired action, just because that one, I don't know. Can you just like, what's the, just like, what's the definition of that one? Cause that's amazing. It's something that's, you're going to be called to it. You're going to be inspired to take, it's going to pull you. It's, it's, it's literally, it pulls you in. Like Writing my third book was like this. I can share this example. I remember it was November 2021. And all of a sudden, I was like, you know, I haven't written a book in a while. And all of a sudden, I just kept thinking, book kept coming in my head. I'm like, why am I thinking about a book? I'm not, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm getting ready for a move. I'm getting ready to close my office. Why the heck is a book coming right now? I don't have time for that. And it was one of those things where it's just like, it kept tugging at me. So then eventually, I'm like, I got out of a meditation. And all of a sudden, I was just thinking of conditioning and how the mind was. It was just a very interesting meditation I had. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, it was like decoding the matrix. And I was like, decoding the matrix. And then here comes the instance of a book. And I'm going, okay, do I have to write this book? I'm like, you know what? I know how this works. Fine. I'll, inter I'll entertain this because it just kept pulling me or it kept grabbing my attention. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's going to, and, and then I got excited about it. So I was like, oh my God, I'm decoding the matrix. This would be great. Man, decoding the matrix, blah, 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 blah. And it was just like, it was just coming out of me. So have you read the book, Big Magic? Oh, I know it, but it's I have not read Elizabeth it. Gilbert, it. and she talks about how ideas want to be born, and they're going to come to you. And if you sit on them too long, they will just go off to somebody else because they want to be born. And so, and it's okay. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong. Like, you're not the worst person if you don't take the action. But she shares a story about a thing that she was thinking of writing. She didn't told anybody what the story was going to be. She did all this research. And then she meets another author, and they're, they're, pen pals, but they're not talking about what they're writing about. And then finally they get on a call and they're like, okay, well, what are you writing about? And the girl tells her what she's writing about. And it's the same story that Liz was going to write about a year before, but she had to take a pause for a family thing. And since she, she did all the research, it was sitting right there. She never took the action and the idea went to someone else. And that person literally was doing it, told her, and she's like, oh, I have all the research that you... <laughs> probably want for that. <laughs> so I just think, um, I think it's really amazing. I think people might be listening is going, that doesn't happen to me. I think it does happen. We're just so in our heads. We're like, you're going, why is that? I don't want to deal with that right now. Like, or I don't even know what that is. Like you're kind of 
deflecting the ideas that are the, the inspiration that's coming to you because you're too busy or you're too overwhelmed or you're too anything and not actually staying in, in your alignment and staying with what's going on. At 100%. I mean, it's, 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 it's just one of those things that, like you said, ideas, the books, those kind of things, they all want to be born in some way. And, and it's, it's, there's advice that we've all been told. And I was just thinking about this a, a few months back and that, you know, you've always heard, go chase your dreams go out, go chase your dreams, go live your life, you know? And that is like one of the worst devices to give. And here's why, because that goes against the law of vibration. Mm. You see, when we're, if you think of yourself as like a magnet, you just have to tune your frequency to what it is. And then all of a sudden, it, whatever you seek is going to seek you. That's a spiritual truth. And so whatever you're looking for is going to want to, you're giving it life. And it's going to be like, oh my God, yes, you are the person. This is, this is going to sound crazy, but if you ever, there's been medium shows on Netflix now, and you'll hear this if you ever watch one of them. Uh, they'll always talk about like this person's coming through to me because they know that I can, I understand it. They're they're coming to me, so I'm the one who can share this message. It, I, it's just it's, you know, be like this just just happens because they know that I can understand them. It's the same thing with your ideas and stuff. When you align to that certain level, they're going to come to you because you are the one that can give it life. They want to live and they want to have an experience. Think of him as a living entity. Les Brown does a, a hospital bed speech or a deathbed speech, speech like that. He'll talk about you're on your deathbed and so forth. Highly recommend people to listen to it. But it, it, re it resonates exactly what we're talking about uh, of doing that. And so when you step into that that vibe of what you want to create, there's endless ideas that will come. There's endless situations and circumstances and people. But you just have to focus there. And when you do that, then all of a sudden, law of inspired action is going to come because you will be inspired. It's kind of like, in uh, again, an old book. It's only a couple, you know, a couple thousand years old. It was written twenty five hundred years ago. Uh, Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu. In one of his verses, it's an eighty one verse. I highly recommend everyone to read it. Um, but it's one of his verses. He says, like, if you feel like you have to do force or you have to force to do something, then don't do it at all. And mm -hmm. in the Western world, we hear that and go, that is absurd. No, I everything's need to a do force. I got to just do all of it, and it has to be hard. Because I'm pulling myself Ex up my bootstraps because that's what everyone does. <laughs> exactly. But if you really listen to it, right, when you feel anxious or I, because I get that sometimes I'm like, oh, I have to be doing this. I got to get this done. And it's like, oh, oh, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take a step back. And the reason why is I need to recenter myself. I'm not inspired to do that. I'm forcing it. And that's why in the Forbes article, there was, they said 60% of leadership is burned out. That's why a majority of entrepreneurs are burned out because we're forcing all the time. And mm -hmm. instead of, if we just learn to step into the vibe and just take a, hey, even when you feel like you have to force something, just take a break for a second. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm in, and this is, this is you've seen this in athletes, when they talk about being in the zone, you've been in a flow state or an artist has been in a flow, or, or a when someone's in the instrument and they're in a flow state, when you're in a flow state and you're in this space of this vibe, you get so much more done faster and it's at a high vibration. But what that means is that the quality of what you're going to produce is way better than what you're going to do that from a force. I can talk about this from a neurological perspective and a neuroscience perspective, but there's so much into that. Just from that one quote, when I remember when I was listening to it years ago, I was like, wow, that is so true. Man, I do a lot of forcing. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I need to take more time just to be, just take more time to self. And that's what I've done this year. I've actually made a commitment this year told my wife, I'm like, anytime I feel like I'm not doing enough or I don't feel like I, cause I, I used to be a workaholic. I used to be a perfectionist. I always felt like, um, I had a dad who always nothing against this. I mean, I love my father, but he always like, if I, he came home and I was playing a video game or watching TV, he'd be like, what are you doing? There's things that we got to get done. And 
you know, he, obviously he, there's a lot of stress in the house, the things that needed to get done, their work, my parents were working multiple jobs just to make ends meet. But at the same token, um, that instilled in me, I didn't know how to relax. I knew how to really be. Right. I understand that. Yeah. Right? And so, but that's the, the power and the beauty of this stuff, because then it's just like, take a moment and get your vibe right. And then all of a sudden you may have thought of a different idea or you're able to get into that flow state and you work for 30 minutes to an hour that would have took you four to six hours if you're forcing it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Victor. So much good stuff. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. Find out how people can read your books, get to work with you and your beat action items. All right, loves. It's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality. And that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash beit. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, Victor, um, where can people find, follow you, um, get your books? Where, where are you hanging out these days? So the easiest is my, my hub is my website, empoweryourreality.com. I have my, I got free resources on there. Uh, one-on-one, if you wanted to get on a coaching call, just to see what's going on, it's a discovery. So what, what, what's happening? What are your challenges? What are the dream, dream dreams that you want to achieve, the, the goals you want to have? Um, and so forth. And then at the bottom left of my website is all my socials. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. Um, I post about five, six times a week um, relating to mindset, spirituality, money, consciousness, uh, anything related to the mind, basically, and, and spirituality and, and universal laws um, to help elevate. So if you have any questions, I love hearing from people. Send me, drop me a DM. I always list, read them and respond. And uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Amazing. And then my books are on my books are all over Amazon. Perfect. Okay, so you've given us a lot of good stuff, but just in case people skip to the end, want the cliff notes, be it action items. I there's a few of you I know who do that. <laughs> Bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted steps people can take to be it till they see it. Number one, as I shared earlier, is your vision. You gotta create something, create a movie in your life of what you want to see. 
Like mm-hmm. literally, I want you to sit and literally just create a movie of how you see your life to be. And whatever that is, don't judge it. Don't anything. Just let your mind go into it and create that experience. Um, if you can't visualize, write it down. Journal it. Mm-hmm. Um, either or. Some people like visualization. Some like to write it down. If you want to do both, do both. Doesn't matter either way. Uh, but get into that, creating that movie. Then the second thing is, you know, remember a moment in time that you had uh, that excited you, that got you so excited like a kid. Maybe it was something as you were as a kid. Maybe it was something having your, your you know, a child or maybe it was uh, a sport event, whatever that may be. Whatever gets you to that vibe, focus on that. Just get into it and immerse yourself into that feeling. What does that feel like? The third thing is, is pay attention where it shows up. It always shows up in a certain area. You'll feel a sensation. If you're not used to it, for one of your listeners, what you can do if you want to feel a sensation is you rub your hands really, really fast and do it for like 10 to 15 seconds. And then you just take them apart and just feel what your hands are. You're going to feel like a slight vibration in your hands. That's actually the life within you. That's mm-hmm. what life actually feels like. We're, we're very numb to it in many ways. And so that feeling usually will show up somewhere in your body in some way, shape or form. Just become aware of that because that becomes a compass for you in the work that you want to achieve or do or lead towards your vision. Um, so those would be the three things that I'd recommend they can start uh, immediately. I love all of those. You guys, how are you going to use these in your life? We want to know. So tag myself, tag Victor on Instagram, um, and we'll put those links in the show notes below so it's really easy for you. And tell us what your takeaways were, which one of these beat action items or which one of the laws that you hear helped you, made something make sense for you. Let us know and share it with a friend who needs to hear a little bit more about this. Maybe, you know, those friends who are like, ah, but you can like send them this and then they, you know, you're not the one telling them what to do. <laughs> Someone else says people always listen more. Thank you so much, Victor. Thank you for everyone listening to this. And until next time, be it till you see it. episode of the be it till you see it podcast one thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast also make sure to introduce yourself over at the be it pod on instagram i would love to know more about you share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it help us and others be it till you see it have an awesome day Be It Till You See It is a production of As The Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time.
Hey loves, it's me, Leslie, and I am excited to talk about socks because we need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes. Even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes, I am barefoot or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi Active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cute sock. And I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where I'm planted. Plus, they're freaking cute. Have you seen toe socks and Tavi's socks? I mean, my goodness, they are the cutest styles all the time. The Barbie socks, I can't get enough of. I think I need to buy three pairs. So here's the deal. I want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tavi Active socks, and you can go to beatpod.com slash toe socks. That's going to take you over to toe socks. Feel free to explore a Tavi, and you can use my discount code, Leslie, that's L-E-S-L-E-Y, to make sure you save some money on your socks, because the reality is, is you should just get the most amazing, cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.